Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Today's scripture comes from the lips of our Lord Jesus. I think it's going to be a tremendous help to us because Jesus is challenging us on two central issues in all of our lives, our possessions and our anxieties. And he's saying to us in these verses, trust God with your treasure. I've called this message, Treasure and Trust. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe, Senior Pastor of Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you knew a crisis was coming, what would give you hope and security? Your family? The value of your home? Other assets you've saved? Today on The Verdict, we're continuing a timely discussion from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount about treasure that lasts and the source of our hope. Here's Pastor John Monroe. We live during very anxious times, and that's not just because of the ongoing wars in Gaza and Ukraine or the division and uncertainty in our own country. Another reason for the rise of anxiety in our society is because our priorities are wrong. Last time we learned from Jesus that we're not to lay up for ourselves treasures on earth, but treasures in heaven. If you spend all of your time focused on yourself, your rights, your comfort, your resources, your dreams, your retirement, you're probably going to be an anxious person, always afraid of the next setback, always afraid of the next problem. Today, we're looking at some of the most beautiful words ever written, as Jesus tells us not to be anxious. Learn from the birds, learn from the flowers, seek first the kingdom of God. We continue our study in the Sermon on the Mount and come to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Now, you may have heard these words before. Can you listen afresh to them? If you've got your Bible there at home, take it out and read it and follow it with me. I want you to hear the words afresh. They're coming from the lips of Jesus. Here's what he's saying to us today. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, The light in you is darkness. How great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Isn't that interesting coming from the lips of Jesus? And he's saying to us in these verses, trust God with your treasure. He's telling us something very important, that treasure in heaven is eternal. He says in verses 19 and 20 that you're either laying up for yourselves treasure on earth or, verse 19, he says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you, verse 20, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, the force of the teaching of Jesus is not the amount of our treasure. It's not the amount of our stuff. But it's our motivation, it's our ambitions, it's our love. In life, what are you trying to achieve? 
Is your life about accumulating more money, more, more stuff? Is that the driving force in your life? You, you envy those who have more stuff than you have, and so much of your life is geared to the accumulation of stuff. Are you trusting in that stuff? Or is your trust in God? I find it interesting that immediately after the teaching of Jesus on our stuff, on treasure, the Lord teaches about anxiety. Because isn't it true, our finances, our stuff, are one of the main sources of our anxiety. We either don't have enough, and we're anxious about that, or we're anxious that we would like more, or we've got so much stuff, we're anxious about what to do with it. A lot of anxiety. Now let me read verses 25 through 34 and make a few brief comments on them. These, these surely are some of the most beautiful words ever spoken by our Lord. Uh, when I was 12 years old at the school I was going, uh, we had uh, the school assembly once a week, and uh, the Bible was read, and the headmaster's favorite passage was this one. And uh, so I've heard it many, many times. It was in the King James, but I'm gonna read it in the ESV. Can you listen to the words? How we need to hear them. Therefore I tell you, says Jesus, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The words of the most brilliant teacher ever, our Lord Jesus Christ. And what's he saying? Trust God with your anxieties. Notice verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious. Verse 31, therefore do not be anxious. Verse 34, therefore do not be anxious. Do you get the point? Don't be anxious, don't worry. It's a challenging command and it is a command. All of us know what it is to be anxious. We're torn up inside, it's a dreadful experience, isn't it? Uh, we feel the emotion, the, the, the pain in our stomach sometimes, perhaps the tension in our heads, and uh, we know uh, that anxiety is very bad for our health. Your doctor will tell you that. It affects your blood pressure. It, it affects us in so many ways. Worrying and anxiety is very bad for us, even in our physical body. And it's a massive problem in our society. We hear more and more that Children and students at school, even elementary school, 
are suffering from stress, anxiety, and worry. Here's the command from Jesus. You say a command? Yes, it is a command. Do not be anxious about your life. What are you anxious about? If I asked you honestly to write down your worries, what would they be? Just, just think of them. What are they? In a troubled world, there's many things to be anxious about, isn't it? COVID-19, unemployment, civil unrest, the anxiety of who our new president's going to be. Is it going to be Donald Trump or is it going to be Joe Biden? I, I think that causes anxiety to many, doesn't it? The violence in our cities, the injustice in our communities, health issues, difficult family relationships, worries at work, a student anxious over the exams, the athlete anxious about whether or not she's going to make the team, all kinds of anxieties. I want you to listen to Jesus. Do not be anxious. Trust God with your anxieties. Now, Jesus is not advocating irresponsible living. He's not saying have an undisciplined life where you just wander through. No, not at all. There are times legitimately when we're afraid. But he says, don't be anxious. You see, nothing is to distract me from following Jesus. Not my money, not my possessions. That's not to distract me. First and foremost is Jesus. I have to keep eye on him. And, and if I'm worried, I, I tend to go off track. I tend to get further away from Jesus. And neither my possessions nor my anxieties are to distract me from following Jesus. See, when your trust is in God, there's no need to be anxious. Isn't this what Jesus is saying? Uh, three important truths very quickly about trusting God with your anxieties. I want you to grasp them. First of all, trust your heavenly Father who knows and provides for your needs. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. Verse 28, consider the lilies of the field. Can you take a lesson from the birds? I'm, I'm a little interested in, in birds. I've told you before about the bird in the tree outside my study. First thing in the morning, it sings well. I don't know what key it sings in Raymond, but it sings well. This little bird with a tremendous voice, it puts back its little head and it sings praises to God. Also, these birds feed on little insects, little bugs, little worms. God feeds them. Yes, his eye is on the sparrow. Jesus says that in Matthew chapter 10. Why are you anxious? <laughs> I mean, God knows when the, the birds fall. He knows all about them. You're of infinite more value uh, than the birds. You're in the family of God, we saw last week. Uh, this great God is your heavenly Father, and he watches over you, and he provides for you. And these little birds are singing the praises of God. They're not worrying. God feeds them. That's the point. So trust him. God knows all about you. He knows that difficult situation. He knows that health problem. He knows that difficult relationship in your life. He knows it. Trust him. He loves you. And he knows your needs. Consider the verse. But consider the, the lilies, the flowers. Isn't that magnificent, the flowers? 
Think of all of the varieties of flowers, even wildflowers as we, as we travel. We see them in every country. Beautiful flowers. Uh, says Jesus, you know, think of the lilies of the field. If you've been to Israel, you know some of the beautiful flowers. I mean, Solomon, the richest man there was, who had all of the gold, all of the treasures that anyone could want, who no doubt dressed magnificently. No, he was not dressed as nicely and as beautifully and as spectacularly as these flowers. That's the point. God's handiwork is in the flowers. God watches over the birds. Look at the flowers. Get out of that tiny little world of yours. You're too focused on your problems. You're looking down too much. Look up to God. And when you're out for a walk, think of the birds, think of the flowers. Remember, you have a heavenly Father who you're to trust, who knows and provides for your needs. Verse 32. The the pagans, they get all bent out of shape over these things, but not you, is the point. Verse 32. Why? Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Every single need that you have, God, your heavenly Father, knows you. We saw last week, we come to God with respect but with love and say, our Father in heaven, here is my need, here is my anxiety. I know you're watching over me. Secondly, not trusting your heavenly Father, if we put it in a negative way, results in anxiety. Verse 27 Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Uh, The word there, cubit, could refer to height, or it could refer to extending your life. But both are true. When I grew up in a house of boys, we took great pride on how big we were going to be. We wanted to be bigger than everyone else. You know, however anxious we were, uh, we couldn't add an inch to our height. You can't do that. What's the point? And also... You can't add to your life. You don't decide how long you're going to live. It's in the providence of God. How tall you are. How long you're going to live. So why are you worrying about these things is the point. Anxiety produces nothing. In fact, it's counterproductive. No, Sometimes we just have to humbly accept things that we can't change. This is how it's going to be. My height, how long I I live. These things are in the hands of God. They're totally out of my control. Therefore, why am I worrying about them? I'm to trust them to God. Because if I'm not trusting my Heavenly Father, I'm going to have anxiety over these things, of which I have no control. Here's the third one. Being anxious about tomorrow will rob you of today's joy and strength. This is so important. Can I repeat that? Being anxious about tomorrow will rob you of today's joy and strength. Verse 34. Now this is Jesus' teaching. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How, uh, this is how wise of our Lord think of it. Your heavenly Father has given you today. Right? And he's going to give you the strength, the wisdom, and grace that you need for today. Tomorrow is another story. Why are you worried about tomorrow? 
Who holds the future? Who's in control of the future? God, of course. So you have today. Be thankful for today. God's promised he's going to help you all you need today. The future belongs not to you. Yes, you can plan about it, but it's always subject to the will of the Lord. The future belongs not to you, but to God. So why are you worrying about that? And some people worry way ahead what they're going to do when they retire. They're, they're worrying. They're 40 years old and they're worrying, will I have enough money to, uh, when I'm 90 years old? Well, you may not live to be 90 years old. Well, what are you doing? You're, you're worrying about some health issue. What if I get such and such? You haven't got it. You may not ever get it. And if you get it, God is going to help you. So why are you worrying today? Don't do that. Being anxious today robs you of God's joy and strength. Here's what I want you to do with your worry. I want you to put off the worry until tomorrow. Know what Jesus says? I want you today to afresh affirm your trust in God. You are my heavenly Father, and you have promised to help me and to watch over me today. Your eye is on the sparrow, and I know you watch are watching me. I know you care for me. I know you're with me today. I know you'll help me today. If worry is only for tomorrow, which Jesus is saying, you are free of anxiety today. <laughs> so I'm taking worries and I'm putting them tomorrow. This situation, this, this health concern, uh, this doctor's appointment in, in two weeks' time, uh, this financial decision I may make, uh, this decision about my, my kids leaving home and whether they're going to go to college, and all of these things crowd into you. And a single person is saying, well, I'm anxious about who am I going to marry or if I'm going to marry, and stop it, stop it, stop it. Put your faith in God. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. No, no, Jesus wants you to do something wonderful. This is a life of freedom. This is a life of joy. This is a life of sin. Trust him day by day, moment by moment. I'm trusting you today. I'm keeping my eyes on you today, Lord. I'm going to guide you. And I have the wonderful assurance that you will never leave me. You'll never fail me. Great is your faithfulness. Jesus is our firm foundation. And although my life may be shaken with imaginable difficulties, of this I know, that on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Is your life difficult? At the moment full of seemingly insuperable obstacles? Don't focus on these. Don't focus on the stormy waves. Don't be anxious at your problems. Focus on God, the God who can do all things, the God who can move mountains. Seek first, Jesus is saying in verse 33, the kingdom of God. That's what you're to do. You say, but I've got this anxiety now. Yes, cast it on God. Cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Experience that supernatural peace that Paul writes about in Philippians 4. And you say, well, I, I, I live, in a, we live in a very un, unjust world and, and I'm really worried what's happening to the world. I understand that. I want you to look at the cross. You, you're talking about injustice. I want to tell you about the greatest injustice there ever was for an innocent man the God-man, Jesus Christ, crucified on a cross. Perfect Son of God, crucified for your sins. That's, that was unjust. 
But in the miracle of the gospel, he takes our sin, the just dies for the unjust, Peter says, so that he may bring us to God. Have you come to God through Jesus Christ? Today, will you trust him? He dies for your sins, buried and rises again and is eternally alive. You say, John, in the grace of God, I am saved, I'm following Christ. Here's your message. Here's the message. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Here's the point that Jesus is saying in the verses we've read. Follow him. Seek first the kingdom of God and trust him with your treasure and trust him with your anxieties. Will, will, will you do that? Will you do that? I'm going to pray. And I want you to claim this glorious promise. The promise of his peace. The promise of salvation if you're not a believer. That you will follow Jesus in a life of trusting him with your treasure. Trusting him with your anxieties. Knowing that your heavenly father will take care of all of your needs. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he's watching you. Eternal God, we humble ourselves before you. We confess that we're often engrossed, consumed with the things of this world. We realize that they're futile, but they have an attraction for us. Forgive us, Father, for our materialism, for our lack of trust, for the times of anxiety. I pray, Father, for your followers who have anxieties and worries even now. May they be casting them on you. You've told us to do that, to cast our burdens on you and the righteous will not be shaken. Help us, Father, to stand strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and to seek first your kingdom. There's those listening, Father, who have not yet put their trust in Christ. May they repent of their sin and call out to Jesus to forgive them and save them. We thank you that he doesn't cast anyone away. He welcomes all who come humbly to him in faith. Save their souls, Father, and bless us. And we thank you that as we go through life in all of its circumstances, even through the valley of the shadow of death, you never leave us. And so afresh today, we put our trust in you, our great God, our Heavenly Father, in Christ's name, amen. You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Today's message is titled, Treasure and Trust. And if you ever want to revisit or share any of these Bible lessons, you can do that anytime by going to our website at theverdict.org. And over on our website, you'll also see a special resource we'd like to send you that will help you clarify and deepen your understanding of what it means to follow Jesus on a daily basis. It's a companion booklet from John called Life in the Kingdom, and it focuses on the instructions Jesus gave His followers about how we're meant to live. Please reach out today and request or download your free copy of Life in the Kingdom at theverdict.org. And if these lessons and resources have helped you, would you consider helping other listeners in the same way by supporting The Verdict's gospel outreach with a donation of any amount? Your support will help us share God's Word with new listeners in your community and across the world. You can easily give by visiting theverdict.org or by calling us at 833-551-2231. 
or send a check through the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. And don't forget to subscribe to The Verdict Podcast, featuring John's weekly podcast exclusive called Avazandum. Just search for The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe on your podcast app and tap the subscribe button. Now, here's John. Well, what's your verdict? Do you find it difficult to trust God with all your anxieties? The scriptures tell us to cast all of our cares on the Lord, for He cares for us. Do you believe that? Are you practicing it? Jesus is saying that being anxious about tomorrow robs us of today's joy and strength. Don't focus on your problems or your difficult circumstances. Look up to our great God who takes care of you. Join me next time as we look at one of America's favorite verses, Judge not that you be not judged. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.